when we gather together like this, then obviously there's <coughs> it's useful. We can see because you can feel all the different physical feelings, mental feelings, emotional feelings, perceptions. That's the kind of the way we understand things to be, the meanings we have about our lives or what we're going to do, whether it will make sense or doesn't make sense at all, or we have things we feel problematic about our lives. It's kind of ongoing stories. Uh, And it's different for all of us. Physical conditions different for all, all of us, and then, but here, in a way, because we all come together, then there's a sense of what, what's, what is the, the whole, the, the overlap, or the, the bit where we all meet, or are looking to meet anyway, or not even looking to meet, but where, what we have in common is this sense of our, our, uh, our resolve, our aspiration such as it is, and come to do something. <coughs> so, you know, getting up early in the morning, meeting for the puja, come to do something. Um, coming here, we made the effort, we can sit here, and then a lot of the retreat is just based about making that, that th- these things quite clear, because the things we don't do, so avoiding um, things that take us out of this retreat situation, so things like correspondence and things that take us out of the immediate here and now, and the more we can actually make that physically here and now, so this particular place and these particular particular focuses, not uh, friends or relatives or future or sangha business or you know so on but actually just placing the body here breathing in and out being present feeling the feelings and so forth in this particular form so really make the that kind of resolve because this in a way is is not just to to hold a form it's also to understand the nature of what the mind does the inclinations that arise, the karma that we carry, the kind of the impulses that we have, what happens when we're contained, and how you know, what comes up with that, the movements out, what kind of things preoccupy us, the things we like to be doing, other things we like to be doing, things we think are important, things we think are necessary, things that seem useful, and yet we're trying to then just, well, you know, we've got five or six days. Can we just put that on hold? Hmm. So just that kind of continual question. Can this really just put people on hold? Because there's something really special to be done here about understanding the nature of inclination. <clears throat> then an inclination to be here, to be present, and the inclination to not be here, and not be present. And those are both quite strong, they can run in different directions. Mm-hmm. And yet, the more that we um, all use the inclination to be present, to be direct, 
and there's a certain strengthening in the group and the less we do that there's a weakening of it there's a dissipation a dilution of the of the energy and the focus so then what are we actually doing within this? There's, you know, are we feeling of goal or making something happen or stopping things happening? And there in the Buddha, in the Buddha Dhamma there are these kind of what are called relative goals, which are really, really about making the mind stable and um, steady, comfortable, which could be through focusing on a particular meditation theme a physical object or a mental mood such as kindness, uh, reflection on the Buddha, Dharma, Sangha, things that hold the mind, we can stay with that. Or even just turning over a particular theme in our lives at this time, particular uh, query or conundrum or particular piece that we need to investigate, making that the focus. So this kind of gives the mind, stabilizes it. And obviously you want to pick up, have those things that give rise to stability. This is the primary sense. So even the recollecting what we're in, say, you know, in practice, in uh, uh, something laid down by the Buddha, recollecting the Dhamma, so this helps to give the details and the scenarios of our lives something larger to be measured against. So I can be going through particular issues or energies or interests in my mind at this particular time with some recollection I know, well yeah, but this is there's always been that going on and it changes over the years and what's behind it all is the sense of wishing to awaken wishing to be free or liberated so you come to that and you just keep focusing on, on that which gives the mind its steadiest, broadest <coughs> most easeful reference it could be a mental theme such as that, or a physical thing such as breathing in and out, which is happening all the time, sensations in the body, and so on. So purposes, the goal, if you like, is just, just that stability. This is what, say, so the samatha, steadying the mind, settling the mind. You can do a lot of good, interesting things with that. And then, uh, then of course, it starts to shift a little. There's a twist. It's almost like a, uh, the goal to relink to get to the end of goals. Mm. Nibbana, the, the goal that has no goal, goal that has no posts. Because I think, as you'll recognise, the uh, 
the snag, the drawback with with a with a, a goal is that there's always a kind of push in the mind, and you've got to keep sustaining it. And there's times when you win, and there's times when you lose. Mm. And there's a sense of being someone who has that, or is that, at this particular time, that comes up with it. In other words, it's karma. There's intention, inclination, will, desire. This is the sankara, the, the volitional quality. And that's, so there's karma, there's an action, a mental action, an inclination, pushing, taking of a view, and energy arises as a result. Could be a good result, could be a bad result. There's some kind of sense of cause and effect. And around that, the sense of me being in that arises. I didn't do so well today. I did pretty good today. I did pretty good today, did pretty good yesterday. And next day, oh, I didn't do so well. So this goes on, doesn't it? So you realize there isn't any kind of scenario, any kind of uh, experience that you can have within that, within that setup that won't be unsatisfactory and impermanent. Not to say they're bad or wrong or we shouldn't have any, but as we do, we do have them. We want to eat, we want to sleep, we want to meditate. But just to realize it only goes so far and that's, that's as far as it goes. You know. And then you're going to do it again. And then you do it again. Mm. This is Sankara. This is Chetana, volition. And it comes in various forms. There can be the, the anything as a kind of shading or a spectrum of volitions from the very forceful one which you might call willpower, which is just the sheer forceful pushing. Uh, and uh, the suttas say this is, this is something you can use on occasion, sparingly, when it's necessary. So you're about to punch somebody in the head and you just forcibly restrain yourself. You're about to say something unskillful and you bite your lip, you know, as you just hold it back. Yeah. And so there's that willpower. And it shades down, or shades from that very forceful state into something that's much softer and more open, to which can be the sense of uh, enjoying, or the sense of just witnessing, ongoing witnessing, which is a, still an inclination to witness, to watch, to witness. And this is a subtler, subtler form of inclination, intentionality. You set up the mind to just be here and witness what happens. And uh, within that, contemplate the reactions that occur and just keep coming out of that reactivity, that, that push, every reaction, every, I don't want to do this, I've had enough of that, I don't make this kind of thing. Just release it, relax, breathe in, breathe out, open your body, Soften your heart, relax. So that's definitely still an intention, an inclination of the mind to do that. Inclination to just enjoy, appreciate. The inclination to investigate, 
What's this? What's the meaning of this? What's behind this? What's this feel like? What's, you know, it's a skillful inclination. So these can all considered to be inclinations that are skillful when they're used at the right time. So, then for the right purpose. The overall inclination is release, which is essentially uh, the release from inclinations. And this is something that you can't do. You can't, there's no way you can, you can't do, un, you can't do not doing. But you can, through these skillful range of doings, so work upon the basic premise of all doing, which is the sense of me. I will be. I will not be. I am this. I could be this. I am this. I'll never be that. I'm in this. I want to get out of it. I want to get further into it. So you can work upon with skillful inclinations and intentions. You keep working upon where these pushes arise (coughs) and witnessing them, understanding them, (coughs) releasing them till when there's that ceases, or the degree to which that ceases, or the times in which that ceases. It can be a release. So, there's, there's intentions, inclinations, karma, and there's an end to that. The end to it doesn't come in just the simple single way, but there's a range of ways, ranging from just sheer tenacity, doggedness, to focused attention on a particular point, you know, steadying, calming the mind, to inquiry, investigation, to just appreciation and enjoyment, to onlooking equanimity. You know, this kind of, these are all, this is very important because it's, this is the chetana, volition, inclination, intention, is the key feature of sankhara, which is the aggregate that binds all the others together. This is the aggregate that makes me out of a body. This is the aggregate the, that makes I am out of a feeling. This is the aggregate that makes I am out of a thought. This is the aggregate that makes I should be, I shouldn't be about a a perception of a mood, feeling irritated, fed up, disappointed. And then there's a sense I am this, and I shouldn't be this, and how can I not be this? It's this, uh, this sankhara is the is the element, the factor, the dynamic bit that creates this. 
It's the link. Mm? Because it always takes the present moment and it has something to say about that. It says, I, I should, I shouldn't, I am, I was, I wouldn't, how can I? And so on, in, not in a verbal way, but in a kind of mood way. In the way of a, a mood. So, it's important, this is the one the Buddha says is the thing that links it all together, it formulates all the others. And uh, so, and jetana, volition, is the active agent of it. Now, if this can cease, then there can be the, the body, the feelings, uh, and so forth. But there isn't this continual sense of, I am in this, I am this, I want to be out of it. It's just this. And then there's the sense of peace and balance. Things find their, their own balance. Something very beautiful about that when uh, feelings are felt. And there's a kind of, there can be responses, almost as if the the body has its own intelligence, which it does, and things find a place of harmony. So we notice that the, the awakened one, Buddha, still after his awakening, still acted, still did things, still thought, still felt things. So there's still this kind of uh, activities going on, and yet what wasn't going on is the sense of, I am this, I'm in this, what could I be, what should I be, and so on. So this is a kind of, we're looking for a goal, or what's this about, it's very really useful to bear in mind rather than just particular phrases like Nibbana. I mean, what does that mean? Yeah. But to really consider um, exemplars of that. And the Buddha, of course, is the primary exemplar of that. And to kind of, then you f- try and figure it out in your own way what that means, what's happened. Because we can, of course, spend quite a lot of time just thinking about where we should be, what the goal is. But notice that's an inclination of the mind. That's called doubt or views. So, and that's a particular inclination that stirs up, inspires, or confuses the mind. It has a, it's a, it's karma. Has a, a cause. And it has an effect. And the end of it, you know, people write essays and books and articles on it. You can read them. You get a kind of momentary sense of inspiration or confusion or whatever. And there's an, that's that. <laughs> it could be useful or it could be not useful. But it isn't actually giving you the experience, is it? So really what's more useful is just to, to get an understanding of what's the doing involved in this and then let it, have its, let it take its own course. What's the doing involved in this and then let the, that work it out, which is much more pragmatic, perhaps less intellectually satisfying, but more pragmatic. Yeah. And then we say, well, you know, then because you're relating that, 
very much to how you're handling or how you're with this body, these feelings, these perceptions, um, these, these consciousnesses at this particular time. You know, if you're sick or tired, happy, strong, confused, busy, whatever. No. What particular, there's a set of, there's a set of inclinations that arise with that. We may want to, um, you know, go somewhere else or fall asleep or wish we could have something else to do or get, you know, come into a different state of these powerful pushes. And then you, you set up another set of inclinations to just to supervise these. And these is the, these are the inclinations that lead to Nibbana. They're not really contending with all these other inclinations, so we're just supervising them. Sometimes, you know, maybe one or two percent of the time, you actually forcefully resist. Or forcefully say, well, you know, go ahead and do it. You know, do this or don't do that. And does that. It's a rather, I would suggest it's rather a sp- something to do sparingly. Or other times it can just to be befriend these inclinations, where we have these kind of feelings of uh, wanting company or feeling left out of it, and just, well, let's just be uh, friendly and listen to that, or investigate it. Or there may be times we feel quite silent and happy and joyful. Well, let's just enjoy that and see what happens with that. So, you know, all the time you, you, you have a set of these inclinations that shade from something quite forced to something quite subtle and playful or um, equanimous. Um, hmm. This is the, you know, so, all the, so that keeps, what that does is it keeps interrupting the pattern of the of that other inclinations. So if you're feeling really, uh, you know, a lot of push, and then you something you might, oh, just witness that, that push, you know, start to play with it, start to make fun of it, or enjoy it, or whatever. Then, in a way, you're not reacting to it, you're, you're engaging with it to come out of the taking that as yourself. We take ourselves seriously. You know, we can make these desires, interests uh, of the moment something that we are. We take it seriously. But you realize that any, any inclination is not self, is not mine cannot arrive at a self, cannot become a self, cannot arrive at a satisfactory place, then, you know, your practice is to, to supervise them, to, to transcend them, to witness them, to investigate them, to calm them, to support them, you know, any way that breaks the pattern of identification. If you only have one set of, of, if you just have the moods and the feelings and nothing but, then that continually patterns, that continually forms the track which you sense yourself as being in. If you have another set of patterns that keeps disturbing that or adjusting it, then it, it breaks up this sense of being 
in that pattern. That's clear enough. So, you know, come, came back here yesterday evening, rather late, and uh, so about midnight or so, uh, going to have a rest. But then something in my mind thought, well, this is a retreat, so I get up early anyway, just just to just to just to check that get up, do some practice, and so forth. I didn't feel a great inclination to, to say anything much, and yet somehow just not, not following that, but at least having that sense of, well, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Just let it be there, see what happens, and then seeing everybody come in, and something, feeling some kind of sense of, oh, well, everybody's here. We haven't seen each other for a while. Uh, you know, always a way of saying hello. <laughs> you know, hello everybody, and nice to see you. And I appreciate the fact that you've made the effort to get here. And so, it just then something happens, you know. You know. which to me is a much happier way of living than the sense of oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, where you identify with being a teacher or something of that nature. And yet, you know, I still do something that could be called teaching <laughs> without having to be a teacher with it. Mm. You kind of supervise those those inclinations and then what feels like the the one that, that fits the situation. That responds to the situation rather than some internal drive. And what fits what we're doing here, rather than a set of you know, personal agendas. This is what's happening, so we'll be with this. Always a little bit strange because I've got no, not much of an idea where everybody else is at. These forms and shapes sitting around in silence. So there's that sort of shoot in the dark feeling. <laughs> but what I could imagine is whatever's going on. <laughs> there's some sense of of uh, movement of the mind. Happiness, unhappiness, inclinations, going this way or that way, and some sense of being in that. Yeah. And this is exactly what uh, uh, insight's about. So, you yeah. acknowledge. That, that first movement is we, we step back, we acknowledge 
viveka, just that not being in that, but but sensing the movement of the mind as that dispassion, not reacting to it one way or another, feeling that the mood tones that it brings up, if you're happy or unhappy, the mood tones that it brings up, and what it takes to come to a place of peace, resolution with that, dispassion. This is what brings around the, the, the stillness as we come into resolution with the tones, the moods that arise.